Listeners, welcome back to our favorite part of the show. I know I say that every week, but it is because Drew is incredibly boring, Ezekiel. Now let me start again. <laughs> listeners, blah, 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 blah. all right. Okay. <laughs> welcome back, listeners, to our favorite part of the show where we interview someone who's making a difference in our community. We help them get to know you, and you get to know that we don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. Right. <laughs> Good. Wait. We don't do that. All right. Don't take notes on my <laughs> mistakes, Robin. I know what you're doing. Actually, She's taking notes for the B-roll. What's up, Castleberry? Hey there, listeners. We are the What's Up Castleberry podcast team. My name is Drew Taylor. I'm one of the co-hosts. Andy Searles is our other co-host. And that very first voice you heard was Robin Kepi, our lovely and talented producer. And announcer. And announcer. That's right. She wears multiple hats. And she's the one that makes this podcast really sing. She brings the joy, beauty, and glitter to it's the podcast. It's probably best she makes it sing than we try to make it sing, Drew. Agreed. Agreed. Well, well, if you are new to us, welcome. We uh, get together every other week or so and talk about all things Castleberry, highlighting, celebrating, lifting up the good things that are happening in our community. And uh, this recording is the end of April 2023. And so summer is uh, just around the bend here. And I don't know about you, but I'm starting to make some summer plans. Andy, do you have any summer plans? Well, for we the do. I'm struggling to believe it's summer already. In fact, I'm going to push back on that a little bit because... This year is going way too fast. Uh, it is the end of school, right, before summer, and uh, we're in graduation season. Congrats to all yes. the grads. Um, but, yeah, as the summer gets into action, uh, I think about two months from now we're going to Colorado. We're going to Breckenridge for a family oh. trip. So that will be our big trip this year. That's really cool. Well, but, again, it doesn't feel like summer. Does it feel like summer to you, Robin? Because you're still looking like spring. Oh, thank you. Um, it's always summer in Florida, even when it's not. Well, that is true. That's true. It's been very warm here, and yeah, hopefully there'll be some some rain coming, but and also some sunshine. Yeah, I thought when you said Robin looks like not summer yet, you meant she was like the color of her skin, and that was going to be insulting. But yeah, well, I don't do insults. You, that's so you must be. <laughs> he doesn't intentionally. He's always very <laughs> kind and uplifting. Yeah, we uh, we we've got a couple more weeks of our son's preschool, and then. He as soon as we finish, he and our little girl Willow and myself, the three of us, are going to road trip. Can you believe I'm going to single dad road trip it to South Carolina to spend time with my family up there? So we'll see how that goes. I might have some uh, some interesting things to report back. So you, a man, no offense, a man, yes, is going to take a toddler, yes, and then a under a year old baby yes alone in a car on a long trip what's the worst that could happen all right let's get this <laughs> prayer chain going it's gonna yeah. be good it's gonna that's be good. bold and yeah. becky's gonna be okay with the twins she she's gonna hold it down with the twins yeah and when bethany was 18 months maybe two i took her to england on my own see there you go tracy was pregnant with jonathan that was uh and she lived to tell the tale she did. The, the kid, you know, the kids just get a little bit more sugar. They get a little, a little looser with some of the, you know, Keep scheduling. In your pocket, and, you'll uh, be fine. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and all this commentary on being dads, I feel like, is just the natural segue <laughs> to this episode's dad jokes of the week. 
Here we go. Robin, you see where he did that? That's what we got to avoid. Boom. <laughs> All right. Here we go, Robin. These are for you because Andy makes fun of me and keeps me down. He doesn't laugh at them. That's okay. All right, Robin, here we go. Robin, I kept trying to play hide and seek when I was in the hospital. I was in the hospital recently visiting uh, some folks, you know, but as I was playing, trying to play hide and seek, the security kept finding me in the ICU. <laughs> All right, decent okay. chuckle there. All right, All here right. we go. One more for you. Uh, by the way, these are themed based on our, our guest today, who is a connection to Advent Health. All right, second joke. Uh, I do have a younger sister that I said I'm going to go visit in South Carolina here and later in the spring. My younger sister, when she was younger, uh, made so many rash decisions. She just decided on a whim to become a dermatologist. <laughs> That's a smart joke. <laughs> that is a smart we joke. Like I it. like that one. There you go. I like that one. Right, you want a couple from me? Yeah, for sure. From Doug. Uh, from Doug. <laughs> To both end. <laughs> Today I saw someone waving and I wasn't sure whether they were waving at me or someone behind me, so I just waved back. In other news, I was fired from my job as a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's dark. <laughs> yeah, that is dark. Here's a marriage joke. My wife just accused me of having zero sympathy. I just don't understand why she can feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talking about your kids, you know, the little kid songs that we teach our kids. You know, so one, two, three, four, five, once I caught a fish alive. You know that song? Oh, yes. No. Uh -huh. One, so. two, three, four, five, once I caught a fish alive. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, just got banned from SeaWorld again. <laughs> <laughs> Is that funny or no? That was, wow. It had potential. <laughs> Interesting. And uh, we probably lost listeners hearing you sing that little song. Oh, yeah, but that's probably. okay. Well, Robin makes us sing she does I she do. does make us sing all right people are we is that it is that what we got all right let's pep it up let's get some castleberry in the news uh andy you sent me this via the internet not too long ago the interwebs the interwebs that's right it uh back in march uh and i saw this sign over at Redbug lake park there is a uh, a sign dedicated to really a, a local celebrity here uh her name is Hetty Lamar, and uh, the Jewish American Society for Historic Preservation, the Castleberry Historic Society, and the Seminole County Historical Society. That's a lot of organizations working together to remember great things happening here. That's a lot of history. That's a lot of history, indeed. They erected uh, just a, a nice little sign marking and highlighting the life of Hetty Lamar. Uh, she was an actress. Uh, she starred in more than two dozen movies and also was an inventor. Uh, I did not know this. This is a fascinating article. She invented a, uh, a secret communication system that was used during World War II against the, the Germans and allowed for frequency jumping of radio waves and torpedo guidance. So she received an award from our government here in America. And uh, Mrs. Lamar really did a lot of great things and ended up retiring here in Castleberry and lived the last season of her life here. Yeah, I mean, it's really remarkable both you know, to become such an accomplished actress, mm -hmm. but at the same time, um, really make some technological breakthroughs too. And it's my understanding that this frequency jumping communication was kind of one of the forerunners for what we know now. We know now as the internet and Wi-Fi. So somehow, wow. 
she did something that was involved in starting a Wi-Fi. So That's pretty cool. I, I'm grateful for her. And yes. it's great that she's a customer lady. And huge thanks to a former guest, uh, Deborah Bauer and her team for honoring her in, in a way that we will uh, not forget her. Yeah, there was a great picture of, of both Castleberry leadership, Seminole County leadership, uh, Jewish society leadership, just a lot of different folks that were involved in this project. So yes, we remember fondly Hedy Lamar. And uh, if you're at the Red Bug Lake Park, right there by the playground, you'll see a nice little tribute to her. So thank you. All right, we will be back here with our special guest. Welcome back, listeners, to our favorite part of the show where we will interview someone who is making a difference in the life of our community. Today, we cannot wait to shine the spotlight on a gentleman who, through his organization, is making a big difference in the way that we uh, advocate people to live healthier lives. His name is Ezekiel Vasquez. Ezekiel, welcome to the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Have you been on a podcast before? I have a couple times. Really? Yeah. Were they better than this? Uh, that, I guess we'll just have to find out, right? <laughs> yeah. The podcast, so. yeah, that would be a no. Because <laughs> this is Castleberry's best podcast, as Drew often says. Okay, awesome. Yes. You're the most listened to Castleberry-centric podcast. Yeah. Oh, Huge great. competition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Ezekiel, you work for Advent Health. Yes, I do. And you have a very uh, unique role there. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But before we do, uh, let's just kind of ask some kind of shallow, surfacey questions. Where is your favorite place to eat in oh, Seminole man. County? That's such a tough question because um, a pretty like standard tacos, pizza, burger guy. So um, I can't just pick one. So I'll have to name a couple. Is that, is that like a new food demographic now? Uh, man, I mean, we could combine them. That could be the name of a restaurant, you know? Like a taco like, burger? So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> man, yeah. Million dollar idea right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we better copyright right that before yeah. you publish a podcast. <laughs> but um, I love Wacko's Tacos. Um, it's like a luchador themed taco place and I actually bought some luchador masks from there because they have really authentic ones and if you go there you have to try the quesabiria tacos so good it's a special type of the way that you cook the meat it's like a roast and it's in this red sauce and you dip it in this thing called gonsume and it's a little spicy so uh, you could ask them to add less spice but it has a very unique flavor of taco. It's not like a regular taco. It's like a quesadilla taco slash a dipping taco. Wacko Taco is right there in Longwood, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Give me hungry. We're going to have to go get some tacos later. Yeah. He's going to go give me more spice, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. All the spice. <laughs> well, Ezekiel, great to have you on today. Ezekiel, if you were to just kind of give your life uh, a movie title, we all we all want to be you know famous and... <laughs> Uh, have something of significance. What what would the title of your movie about your life be? Well, I'd probably title it God is Laughing uh, because <laughs> I feel like I would uh, make plans and uh, every time I make plans, something ends up happening in the next three to four years where it's totally different than what I ever expected. In college, I changed my major like 10 times. 
I want any everywhere from computer science to archaeology to uh, social work, and I just didn't really know where to land. Well, but, that's great. Uh, I mean, you could have really helped with some of the social needs of the dinosaurs. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Indiana Jones. Whenever somebody yeah. says they study archaeology, I, see, I just think I of Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, Avidus have like a big archaeology program, and uh, they found – they discovered that new, like, it's like a brush. It's the oldest brush with Hebrew lettering. It was actually one of my Hebrew professors that discovered it. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a, it's a pretty unique finding and basically dates back Hebrew writing way before. So stuff like that always fascinated me. I'm a little bit of a nerd, you know. Yeah, Drew, we got a nerd on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so That's great. Yeah, yeah. That is, what kind of brush? It's like an ivory brush. So, and it, you still could see the teeth and you could see the markings of the writing. I forget what the, the words actually say, mm-hmm. but uh, the greatest part of that discovery is that it dates back Hebrew writing uh, uh, further back that, and it helps confirm earlier resources for Hebrew writing in the Bible. So that is fascinating. See, yeah. we are not only Casper's most popular podcast, we have like a archaeology, you could be the, like the archaeology <laughs> of the podcast. I mean, I just read an article, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Andy, wanna... Andy, let's keep digging. Okay, that was good. No, <laughs> all right, so uh, let's not talk about. <laughs> Places to eat, movies, although I did like the title of your movie. Uh, tell us about your life this week. Uh, you're married, you mm. got a dog. Yeah. How, how are you like in Central Florida? How long have you been here? I've been here about, oh, man, it's going on 10 years now. Mm. So my wife is a local, and I'm uh, originally from California. And there's a lot of things I love, like um, no state tax. Mm. That's really nice. Uh, I enjoy that. Coming from <laughs> yes. coming from California, where uh, they tax you for breathing, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Orlando has a lot of really neat things. It's uh, it's definitely uh, been fun to be able to find great places to eat. I love the diversity. Um, so it's it's a great experience. I actually came straight here from being a pastor in Birmingham, Alabama. So oh. that's I I definitely I, I loved living in the South, but I did miss diversity. And yeah. So isn't it funny that Orlando is South of Alabama, yet it's not South anymore. Definitely not the South. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The south here. Yeah. There, I, I agree with you. There really is just a, the nations are right here in our, in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Well, Advent health, uh, certainly if you, if you visit Advent health, you will see people from all over our community and all, yeah. all around. Um, yeah. You've been on staff there, Ezekiel, for a few years now. Tell us about what you do and just what you enjoy about your role serving there. So I have essentially two major roles. One of them is just to be able to do a typical chaplain spiritual care for different places like the the addiction that we have, uh, addiction clinic called Hope and Healing. There's also two standalone EDs uh, like Mary Novito. But one of the things that's really fun and I love supporting staff. We work with some amazing people like real life healthcare heroes. Uh, one of the things that's unique to my role that uh, other chaplains don't really get to interact with is I get involved with the community, especially the faith community. We call that our faith care partners. So we strategically seek out the community members, especially churches that are making a difference. And we try to see how we could partner and work alongside of them. Yeah, I really love it because I get to meet some pretty amazing people. A lot of different diverse backgrounds. So gets to meet some amazing people. And, then- and, and us. And us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, you mentioned you work in the community. Why is it important that a healthcare system would want to reach out to the community? I mean, most people reach out to the hospital when we have need, when we're sick. But it's... It 
it's very interesting that a hospital thinks it needs to reach out to the community. Why, why is that? Well, I'd have to answer that in two parts. The first part is that Avid Health is a faith-based hospital. It was started um, by the Seven Adventist Church, and we have a natural alignment with uh, faith communities. The second part is that research shows that wholeness happens more outside of hospital walls than inside. For example, if you're going to go and you want to experience um, whole person um, like care, you'll come to the hospital probably only 15 to 20% of your life to look for actual care. Mm. So that means that 80 to 90% of your wholeness experience is going to be outside of the hospital walls. So if Avon Health is committed to the best of the community... We have to live outside of our walls and connect with people outside to be able to share that sense of wholeness. And I think that there's a lot of great opportunities, especially with our natural alignment with churches through health education or just uh, lining up with different mission um, goals, like whenever they're having like food pantries and things like that. So. I love that. I was actually going to ask you very, very, the next question was going to be, how does it look partnership wise? Um, would you maybe just share a story or, or connect like in the regards to the greater Seminole County? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how are you partnering with Samaria Church? Can you give examples? Yeah. I mean, I could think of so many. Uh, one of the ways that we're actually connecting is uh, even working in the hospital, um, pr- finding out and figuring out healthcare, like trying to navigate it is really complicated. Mm-hmm. Knowing what door you need to get to for simple things like a pulmonologist or a cardiologist. A lot of times the doctor's offices are full knowing where to go. It's really difficult. So we're actually working with churches and um, finding an individual within the church that we call a community connector. And this individual within the church becomes an expert in how to navigate healthcare to get the people within their church connected to the right people at the right place at the right time. And through this connection, a lot of times they'll be able to um, connect and get their appointments already made, all the footwork done that they typically would have to do by connecting to what's known as a healthcare navigator on campus. And they just help them make the healthcare system easy. So that's one of the ways. Wow. I want to talk offline because that's actually really, really helpful for a, a senior ministry that we have at our church. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and we'd love, we'd love to be able to connect on that. And other ways that we connect with uh, churches is uh, we love providing uh, health education, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a lot of things that we do. Uh, we have a faith care partner luncheon, uh, which I know Pastor Andy has been a big supporter of. Yeah, we've met at Taco Bell. And food. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> but we only order from the vegetarian menu. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in in this faith care partner luncheon, we've actually um, we'll, we'll, we try to get as like as much variety as we can when it comes to the food, but um, we'll focus on things like mental health or um, this next one that we're having uh, that's actually happening. Um, we're going to focus on strokes and strokes because it's one of the biggest issues that's really like affecting our community. So um, as individuals that are faith leaders. Uh, how would you respond or how can you connect with a community that has uh, a tendency to be able to possibly get a stroke and how to connect them to the hospitals that will help them get the best outcomes for survivability. So uh, we, we're going to focus on that in our next, next uh, Faith Care Partner Luncheon. So providing health education. But the other thing is also we love the mission that churches do. Uh, so through the pandemic, we realized that some of the greatest good that was happening was happening through faith communities. 
through food pantries, through the way that uh, churches supported each other, through the way the communities were there for each other just mentally. And it just made sense to be able to reach out to them and connect with them and empower a lot of things that are really going on. So I know that even like connecting with the ministry, uh, like neighbor to neighbor, neighbor to neighbor is just this amazing thing that's being done in the community that we just wanted to be able to look and see how uh, they accomplish some of the amazing things that they that they do and to see how we could connect with them and empower them going on in the future. So I love that. I think there's so much wisdom that we really probably could unpack there, right? I, I think we become healthy and whole when we're in relationship and mm-hmm. in community and churches are a great place for that. Schools are a great yes. place for that. Uh, as I've been kind of leaning into what you're doing a little bit, Ezekiel, there's another platform of software that you have developed. And uh, I know you were kind of rolling it out uh, a little bit during COVID that allowed us to kind of see what was actually happening health-wise in our communities, right? Where are the hotspots for COVID? What other struggles are are happening in our city? And obviously, as people who are concerned about Castleberry, right, the the, the physical health of those in our community matters. I I think it'd be interesting to some of our listeners, if you could just give us a little snapshot about the health of people in Castleberry. Yeah, so we have this... um I mean, not Drew, because that would skew the numbers. He's incredibly healthy. You want another cookie, or are you good? Yeah, those cookies look really rich. (laughs) Castleberry is is a unique community because there's a lot of pros uh, to being part of Castleberry. Like, for example, the unemployment rate is uh, you guys are doing better than national average. And the other thing that's really important is that obesity rates, you're doing better than national average. Hey. Wow. But, get thin. but where you're really struggling with is mental health issues. So, yeah. It's, I think that might change if I moved out, honestly. <laughs> really? Well, tell us, tell us about yeah, that. Tell I mean, us. yeah. So dig, dig deeper into that. The national average is around 12%. Um, Castleberry's moving in on 14%. Wow. So, um, and then you have like heart health disease. Um, the national average is like 5.9%. Uh, and uh, the heart health issues in Castleberry is slightly higher, about 6.1%. The other thing is uh, diabetes is higher in Castleberry just slightly. So national average is, is leveled out at 10%. But Castleberry is at, at 10.08%. So not quite really astronomically more than national average, but you're a little Still bit more. 10, 10% yeah. of the community dealing with diabetes, that's higher than I would have thought. For example, this is uh, data that we get from our GIS mapping. Okay. And uh, this is software that we actually make available to churches. Like if a church says, oh, you know, I'm really interested in doing something for the community, but I just don't know where to start. When I was a pastor, what I did is the, the shotgun approach. Let's just do a bunch of things. Sure. And then whatever works, we'll just start focusing on that. But that's exhausting, right? You did like 20 things and you found one that worked, but then you're really exhausted. Well, we're hoping that this GIS mapping, which stands for Geographical Information System, uh, empowers pastors to do a laser approach. They know where the neighborhood is hurting. How can they make sure that they focus in on when they're hurting in a way that's viable for the community? So that's what we want to do. We want to, want to empower pastors to be able to do ministry the most effective way in their community. So, And, and I keep saying pastors and churches, but we're also working with mosques and Sikh temples and so on. So That just kind of speaks to what we've known for a while that we really uh, are in a time where mental health is a significant issue for folks. 
That, well, that is fascinating, Ezekiel. Uh, one thing that Andy noted here in our notes is that um, you are and Advent Health offer classes. You mentioned the Health and Healing Center, uh, and and there's actually a partnership between Advent Health and the Seminole County Sheriff's Department. Talk about how those two organizations kind of work in conjunction with one another. Yeah, so uh, the Hope and Healing is uh, a place where they do um, both outpatient addiction treatment, and they also have inpatient. And uh, they've worked out a deal with uh, the local sheriff's department where they could offer the services for inpatient for free. And I don't know if you've ever looked at the cost of what inpatient treatment looks like, but it ranges anywhere from like fifteen thousand at the very cheapest to anywhere from sixty to seventy thousand at the most luxurious. So uh, they offer um, they have uh, on staff that's there twenty four seven. They're working with the patients. Uh, they're giving them classes. They have people come in, give some practical classes on like how to build up your resume. Um, they have someone come in and, and give exercise classes. And, and my role is to come in and do spiritual care. Okay. So we uh, engage in spiritual discussions. As I was talking to some of my colleagues there at Hope and Healing, uh, one of them mentioned to me, she uh, is an expert in uh, addiction education. And she said this to me that really stuck out to me. She said, when you're struggling with addiction, the first thing to go is your spirituality. Mm. And she said, and the last thing to come back, like you, you get your, your mind back, your health starts coming back, but the last thing to come back is your spirituality. And that only comes back when you're intentional. Hmm. So when I go there, uh, I don't walk in and I don't tell them, hey, guys, uh, do you uh, do you want to be baptized or do you want to be a Seventh-day Adventist like I am? I don't do any of that. Uh, the biggest thing is that I have discussions and questions on um Spirituality. Uh, we we talk about where they're at spiritually. We talk about what they struggle with, and whenever they ask me stuff specifically about my faith, I tell them, uh, you know, I'd be happy to have that discussion with you privately. But I try to keep the group sessions in general spirituality, so that they, they can make sure they focus on the three keys that Advent Health is really big on, which is love, peace, and joy. It's the big three things that we focus on whenever it comes to spiritual assessment. So. Well, and it, that speaks to what we were talking earlier about just with, when there's mental health issues, spiritual care. Mm -hmm. It's not just treating the, the physical addiction, right? It's the, the holistic approach that Advent Health uh, is all about. That's fantastic, really. I, I recently had a gentleman that I'm familiar with go through the program that inpatient, and I believe that he, he connected with you. Um, and for me, it was really a relief this time to have a facility that could give him the kind of care that he needed because for a long time there was nothing in Seminole County that like you said wasn't cost prohibitive for, for many people why is a center like the Hope and Healing Center so, so needed in our county well addiction drastically rose especially after the pandemic People were isolated, disconnected, and they chose coping mechanisms that aren't the healthiest. So we have we have a crisis in our hands when it comes to addiction. And second of all, a lot of the times these individuals have been given up on. They don't have family members that would help them, support them, or, or even have the funds to pay because they've probably been drained by them. So um, they needed a center that provided resources for individuals that just don't have any resources. There was this one guy, when I was talking to him, he said that he had been living in the forest for four years. 
So I'll just give you an idea of the, the community that we're serving. But afterwards, they were able to get a job, live in a community, and now they've been seven months on track mm-hmm. where they've been clean and they've stabilized themselves all due to the program. So that's fantastic. Wow. That, that's extremely challenging yeah. uh, specific example, but it, yeah, reflects uh, our community as a whole and kind of almost saying there's something for everyone, no matter where it kind of stage and stage of life you're in. Ezekiel, as a, as a pastor and as a chaplain, what we've talked about mental health, we've talked about physical health, the community be involved. What what would you tell our, our listeners, just two or three simple things that we can do just in general to express care to one another, to really be a part of bettering our community and its individual citizens within? So one of the biggest things that I've learned is, um, especially going through the chaplaincy program, is our need to be able to listen to one another. Mm. Um, and I think that a lot of the times um, as a pastor, you know, I was taught how to communicate. How I was taught how to study. But being able to listen and be able to hear exactly what's going on and read sometimes the emotional cues that they're not always communicating, it becomes really important to be able to actually offer empathy and compassionate care. So I think the first one is definitely listen. I think the next one is uh, learning how to become more empathetic. And I think a lot of times, you know, we want to be compassionate. We want to be able to be there for someone. But uh, we're really scared of someone else's darkness. So the first thing we do is we try to cheer them up, right? Oh, man, my my uh, best friend broke up with his girlfriend. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to take him a night out with the guys. Right. We're going to go have fun. Mm-hmm. But being able to sit with someone in their pain mm-hmm. is probably one of the most important things that you could ever do. I've always heard pastors jokingly say that the best thing that Job's friends did is when they just sat with him, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then uh, that's the, honestly the best thing you could do with someone is sit with them during their hard times. And the last thing that I'd mention um, is that whenever it comes to like um, being there compassionately for the community is learning how to just like live with them in the situations that they're in. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we want to go in there and, and save people without knowing them and their situation or where they're from. But a lot of times they don't trust us because we haven't been alongside them, uh, you know, eaten dinner with them, um, been part of their community. A lot of times I think when we help, we have to connect uh, emotionally with them in order for them to be able to, to actually receive any sort of service from us. So I think sometimes we just want to go out and help, but that's not always received unless you have that connection. So Ezekiel, you have scratched the surface on some uh, important topics that we really need to dig a little bit deeper in. Uh, addiction, <laughs> mental health, self-care other care and unfortunately we're kind of running out of time today but how can people finally connect with you and the work you're doing uh, with and through advent health yeah no i'd love to be able to connect with them i think the easiest way is to be able to email me and my email is ezekiel period vascus at adventhealth.com i'll spell that out for you it's e z e q u i e l period vascus as v for victory a s q u e z at adventhealth.com. That's the easiest way to reach me. I noticed that when you uh, spelled out your name, you closed your eyes. Was that so you could remember how to spell it? <laughs> I was actually looking down. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Ezekiel, we are so grateful for your time today. Time just goes so quickly when we're having good conversations, and this mm. was a good one. 
Thank you so much for your time today. But thank you for all that you're doing around our community to connect our community together for the purpose mm. of health and wholeness for us. We're grateful for it and we're grateful for you. All right, listener. Well, that was an enjoyable conversation. I love when our guests have real passion, uh, when they're excited about what it is that they do, investing in the community. And Ezekiel, you definitely expressed your passion, your love for people, your love for uh, mental and holistic health. Thank you for your time today. Andy, as we close out uh, another episode of our podcast, episode number 130, unbelievable. Uh, we want to continue just highlighting and celebrating some, some great things that are happening. And so would you close out this episode by inspiring the people that are listening to this? I would be honored to, Drew, and our quote of the week this week comes from John D. Rockefeller, who said, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Sometimes we focus so much on just being good or good enough. And then when we arrive there, we become comfortable there. And whenever we become comfortable in something, what happens is that we start slowly to drift and to slide away from that. So Rocker is and Fella is encouraging us to keep going, keep striving, keep moving forward, and to go from good to great. This quote, I believe, was the foundation for a book that was written uh, maybe a couple of decades ago called From Good to Great. And so, listener, I would encourage you to keep moving forward, keep pushing on, keep pushing through on your journey from good to great. That sounds like our podcast theme. We're try- We're good, trying to be great, right? Uh, yes. Maybe adequate. Try to be good. <laughs> yeah. And good to great. <laughs> One great thing. We're shooting you could... <laughs> for adequate. There's an aspiration. <laughs> One great thing that you could do for us that would greatly benefit our reach into the community of Castleberry would uh, be to, to share what you've heard today with a friend. Uh, you can go to our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, just search in either of those places for What's Up Castleberry. You could check us out on our website, including uh, past episodes as well as our podcast partners just go to whatsupcastleberry.com uh, like and review the podcast give us a five star rating share it with a friend and until we see you or hear from you next time have a great week <laughs>